Wicca, Paganism, Shamanism. What do these ideas mean to you? Did you know that a lot of controversial views on these topics are based upon misconceptions? Welcome to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk, a.k.a. Susie Peltier. We will explain these practices in depth and provide new opportunities and perspectives to change your life. Now, here is Lady Red Hawk. Hail and welcome, everyone. I'm Lady Red Hawk with my special guest, Lord Salmon. Good afternoon. Hi. We're here to explore the magical importance of intention as the essential first step to manifesting your desires and divine purpose. I'd like to define intention first from my own point of view, and that's that it's the energetic direction that projects our desires into manifestation. One of my intentions for this show is to clear up the misunderstandings. So before I, uh, be, we begin, I'd like to say that Wicca has many schools of thought and many forms of practice, similar to different denominations or sects um, in Christianity and Buddhism. I don't pretend to speak for all witches. What I will be presenting is my own personal point of view, my new point or tradition that I developed called Taoist Wicca that is both a spiritual coaching tool as well as a spiritual outlook. And while traditions vary in Wicca, we agree on one basic point. Wicca is an earth-based spirituality having nothing to do with the devil. I want to remind you that you can email your questions to info at suzypeltier.com uh, or you can call into the show at one 866 472-5795 with your questions or comments. That said, I'd like to introduce Lord Salmon, who's been a trusted priest of my Taoist Wicked Circle for six years and counting. He's also a yogini for five years and a reverend with the Universal Life Church with a degree in psychology. He grew up in the canyons of San Bruno Mountain near San Francisco and calls the mountain his friend. Hail and welcome, Lord Salmon. Hail and welcome. Thank you, Lady Red Hawk. So, Lord Salmon, a moment ago, I gave my definition of intention um, as the energetic direction that projects our desires into manifestation. How would you define intention? Uh, yes, often, um, I've heard in other schools, uh, we um, people talk about aim, which is another way of looking at it. So it's a, a purpose or, or an aim. So an, an intention is... Um, a thought, a desire, typically for improvement, you know, one's, one's own improvement or an improvement of something around us that, uh, that we put into our hearts and, in, and into our spirit. And then this becomes a driving force for manifesting that exact thing, that thing that we have in mind. Great, great, thank you. So it's a little bit like aiming an arrow. You put your, an intention is the arrow and you have to put all of your aim your focus on that target and then you have to pull back the arrow and give the arrow your energy and then you have to let go of the arrow and let the arrow find its way to the target is that <clears throat> hearing you say yes um, yeah that's a good analogy okay you know I also uh, I think of it too as um, see intention kind of being the the energy that um, that takes our desires to to manifestation yeah so it's yeah it's it's kind of the uh, the energy that uh, provides the arrow with power mm-hmm. <laughs> that yes. infuses the arrow <laughs> right 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 yeah. right and you spoke about energy earlier that would be a bit. We're talking about vital life force energy here, prana, chi, yes. or what the Saxons called the web of weird, uh, which meant everything was connected to everything else. That's W-Y-R-D, sometimes seen with two Ds. And um, so in a sense, you're wanting to get that web, get in that flow and find those points of connection so that you're using the flow of energy that's in that web. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
it's you know at best most things that we do are controlled folly so, <laughs> <laughs> so so basically yes we're we're bending the the energy that's around us to uh to enhance our our ability to survive to live to think to awaken it's interesting too that the word wick which is the root word of wicca um which is Latin, W-I-C-C-E, which we pronounce like an A. But wick is to bend or shape energy. Yes. And so witch, a witch is a wise shaper of energy. And wicca is the craft of the wise shaping. Hence, we would get the term witchcraft. Yes. So it all has to do with our capacity to bend or shape shift shift the shape of energy around us. Yes, and the, and the wise part is very important too because <laughs> we often uh, form incomplete intentions or don't uh, you know fully think out the the direction in which we're we're setting our aim, right? Our intention, and and so it's good to be very thorough, right? About what we intend. Because sometimes we can be unpleasantly surprised. <laughs> right. Well, we have to consider the ramifications of our actions and the intentions that we that we set. Because if they come to pass, many things are affected by that. Yes. And there's um, a the Wiccan read that says, "Do as you will and harm none." And so that doesn't mean that you can go off and do whatever you want to do. It actually says is saying the contrary, that you have to truly take responsibility for what you're choosing to do or not do, and that each choice carries with it certain ramifications, and you have to be cognizant of those ramifications. Right. As I say, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, yeah, definitely care is, uh, is an important facet of, uh, of setting intention. Right. Yes. Right. So... You had mentioned before in a previous conversation with me that we need intention with attention. Could yes. you kindly elaborate on that a little bit? Um, yes. You know, we, we put our attention on different things during the course of the day and often without intention. We just were observing or we need the information for driving or whatever it is. Uh, so... Uh, an, an aim or an intention would be more uh, this attention with intention. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a purpose to mm-hmm. the attention, and we give a direction, and and that's the uh, the powerful tool mm-hmm. of intention is mm-hmm. is that we're able to direct our attention with intention, mm-hmm. and and that uh, has a profound effect on the web of life around us and allows right. us to. To manipulate and, and bend things to come to a, a good purpose or a, or a more efficient purpose. And of course, mm-hmm. nature loves lending itself to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's geared and hardwired for our highest good also. Yes. Uh, there's also an axiom in Wicca that, that we say at the end of each spell for the highest good and harming none. And we sometimes, in our small purview, don't know what that really is. True. So we have to trust that the universe knows yes, because that of, better than we do. Because as the wise ones say, you know, if you change one thing, everything changes. Right, so right. It, it is all connected. Right. And in Wicca, we do believe that, that the intention is the first step toward manifestation because it is... It is aligning your spirit mm-hmm. with your desires and goals, and hopefully those desires and goals are in line with your divine purpose, the reason you bothered to take a body and come here in the first place. Yes. So there is work involved. Yes. <laughs> Just due is... to the nature of our situation that we are in body. And, That's right. That's yes, right. Incarnate. And... Yes. <clears throat> Tremendous. Yeah interesting set of limitations right. having a body. And one, one of the wonderful things about working the, the circle the, that I've observed with working the circle with you over the years mm-hmm. is, is that we get a chance to not only set these intentions but but to look at them through the course of the year and and over the years. So as, as the wheel turns we see how they how they manifest, how they blossom, how we refine it, how we how we cultivate it. 
Right. And so it uh, it keeps us uh, the the system definitely keeps us accountable. Mm-hmm. Where you know at each um, every six weeks or so each each Sabbath we're we're checking ourselves and we're checking in with each other. Right. And this this is where I'm at, and we all know each other's intentions for the year more or less or we will soon at Imbolc mm-hmm. we'll be we'll be planting some seeds and mm-hmm. people will be saying you know I'm planting cabbage or I'm planting right. rutabaga over here and right. we'll all be rooting for each other so it's a wonderful way um, a community and social way of, of keeping track of of the work that we are doing and whether we're truly moving or if we're just going in circles or treading water yeah. right and and the, the beauty I think of working with others if we can can plug the idea of group ritual is when you all go in with the intention that you're expanded into your divine selves that you aren't showing up in your small day-to-day self this divinity that you hold is being witnessed by others and you're witnessing for them their divinity then we each have a chance and opportunity to step into that divinity and from that source make our manifestations, make our commitments, make our uh, desires known and guide the energy. So we take responsibility from that divine self place. True, and, it, and it's, also, it's also very nice to have the, the mirrors of other right. people because we're, you know, we're, we're so often self-blind where we don't really see ourselves as clearly as other people see us. It's very right. easy for us to somehow put the blinders onto ourselves or have trouble. Right. adjusting the mirror but others give us a wonderful reflection of of what we're putting out there and and uh, that's invaluable in itself yes and wicca is very much it used to be it comes out of the um indo indo-european shamanic traditions and then branched out and as we knew more about the world religions of indigenous peoples, those practices came to be incorporated in Wicca. So now Wicca is a patchwork quilt of many different traditions, but all of them with this shamanic, and by shamanic I mean this capacity to go in through the mind, trance the mind, relax the mind, and get in touch with alternative forms of consciousness that can guide us in different ways. Right. So we'll be right back. You've been watching and listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Susie Peltier as Lady Red Hawk and her guest, Lord Salmon. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Our society is spiraling out of control. Are you stressed out and concerned about the events occurring around you? Is there hope? Yes, there is. Tune in to Living in the End Times, featuring your host, Monita Dukia, who will help you understand and navigate these perilous times. Living in the End Times airs live Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern Time, on 7th Wave. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. 7th Wave Network. 
are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. Salmon, and we are talking about the power of intention. And I'm going to read a wonderful question that came to me from Lurline, all the way from Paris, France. I'm wondering what the difference between intention and an obsession. It is a very serious question. I mean obsession in a good way. For example, I feel my intention each Yule is my first goal in my life always in my mind day after day and it takes so much energy and time that I'm less free for other dimensions in my life family for example or friendship so Lord Salmon can I get some thoughts from you on that Um, I would say balance is in order (laughs) Mm -hmm. very um, sometimes difficult thing to achieve and and, uh, sometimes difficult to be comfortable with when we do achieve it but balance is, is very important in all things, and particularly our approach to setting our intentions. And I think one of the uh, caveats uh, that we should all include when setting our intentions, besides doing no harm to others, is is uh, for balance, mm-hmm. and that uh, this doesn't become an obsession. And of course, you know there are a lot of things in lives that we can become obsessed with. So if we're, we're prone to that, that might be something to, to work on with our intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wouldn't think that, that by by nature, setting an, attention, an intention at the beginning of the year should become an obsessive thing. You know, we're mm-hmm. constantly checking with it or, or over-checking with it. I think anything that we overdo is, is not healthy, nothing too much. Right. It's, it's also the like the earlier analogy I gave about um, pulling back, giving all of your energy to aiming the arrow, and then at a certain point you have to let go of the arrow for it to hit the target. Right. I think obsession is like standing there poised but not letting go of the arrow. So you're so obsessed, you're blocking yourself from letting go of the arrow um, possibly because you're not yet trusting that the arrow will take care of itself once you let it go. But if you've aimed it well exactly. and put your heart into it and you're willing to make committed action toward it, there's no reason why you can't manifest what you're um, hoping to achieve without having it ruin your moment-by-moment experience. Right, because because a setting of intention should be an enhancement to one's life, not a not a detriment or something that causes other things to wither. Right, Otherwise, right. Otherwise, we've, we've certainly invested way too much in t- uh, attention right. and energy right. on our intention. And, and we have to trust a bit that the energy is already there in the web of life, and we're, we're basically just bending it. So... Um, again, back to the idea of the intention being kind of like the uh, uh, the the energy or or the uh, chi or the whatever it is you want to call the energy that that's going into it. Once it's released, it, it's gone, and, and we're waiting for it to manifest. Right. So we we check in, we see what we're doing. Maybe you know, and it's like cultivating something too, to use another analogy, and we see if it needs more water or. Or if it needs some uh, soil additives or whatever, if we're if we're growing this intention during the course of the year, some intentions are very short and in the moment, and others are, are much longer. And I think, generally speaking, in terms of the the Taoist Wicca circle and way in the working of the circle every year, we're, we're talking a little more long term. Yes, and the we have. Yule, which just passed, which was midwinter solstice, and we devoted a whole ritual to setting an intention. But in order to do that, we cleared whatever obstacles or um, hang-ups or old issues that we know would block our capacity to bring about this new intention. 
Our next ritual in bulk, which happens February 2nd, will focus on making commitments. Rather like an outline, the intention is an elastic statement that heads, uh, that is the, the title of this year's work. Right. Uh, but you have to make your commitments and then come Ostara, which is spring equinox, we would plant more seeds as the actual action plan, the ABCs of that outline. And then we fertilize them with love at Beltane. And then at summer solstice, across from winter solstice, the opposite of intention is accountability. Right. So that's when you have to take a look at, well, I've moved some of these forward. Sure. Or the crop's not coming up. What did I do wrong? Exactly. <laughs> or the crop's coming along and needs a little more of this. What did, Right. Or do, I simply, or do I have to get out there and weed my garden? Yeah. Maybe it's overgrown. Maybe people are in your life who are blocking it for some reason or another, maybe through negativity or um, it's, it just depends. You are called to look specifically at your life at these given points because that way you can coach yourself on what needs to happen. That's right. And um, so thank you, Lurleen. That was a great question. Uh, we have another question from Lisa. And um, I'll find it in just a minute. <laughs> Lisa was saying that she had done many things for the manifestation of abundance. And she wondered if we had any tips about that. Um, well, I think it, we're kind of along the same line where uh, by summer solstice, if, if, uh, if these things aren't manifesting, you might want to take a look at what, the, what they need or, or go back and review how you set your intention uh, and, uh, and some of the other ramifications of it. I think also, too, most of us live, compared to, compared to the rest of the world, pretty comfortable and abundant lives. And while it's perfectly fine to want money for your 401k um, and your retirement and want to be free from worry, um, sometimes I wonder if... You know, we don't lose track of the day-to-day needs that we're um, that are easier for the universe to kind of kind of get behind on a manifestation level. The big opportunities come, but they come because of little opportunities you've availed yourself of along the way. So sometimes I think we we set the sight too large. And kind of forget about the little steps in manifestation that have to happen in order to have that big one happen. Right. I, I think we were talking a couple of days ago about, um, you know, like if a meteor was headed to Earth and we needed to deflect <laughs> it. To, you know, and, and not that a you know, meteor would start this whole new birth and whatever. So not judging that at all. But, you know, we, we would prefer to, to keep some things relatively unchanged for the moment. And and so it, we both decided it would be easier to begin applying a pressure to that. Uh, the further away it was, and the sooner we could apply pressure, the easier it would be to have that meteor miss Earth, right, and miss us. And it, and it's the same way I think in, in setting the in attention. You know, the intention with the attention is that is that we're we're moving things, and it's kind of a constant press pressure. Um, not something that we need to obsess over, but but something that certainly permeates everything that we're doing. We don't forget the, the direction mm-hmm. that we're headed in. And, and it helps over time uh, to begin to bend and move these things in the direction that we want it to flow. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly the, the day-to-day because it is it is work. You know, we, we do put work and energy into these things, and particularly if we're talking about abundance. And... Um, you know, whether, and whether it's a bag full of apples today or, or some way in which we were able to, to harvest and, and enjoy the abundance of the day, um, you know, that's pretty much the moment. And, of course, if, if our intention is, you know, 401K, then 
we might be looking at a, a little longer process. And, and again, that's that's working the wheel mm-hmm. year after year where, where we're setting things away and, and we adjust our goal. Okay, what practically can I do? How much can I, effort can I afford to put towards this and, and not see other things in my life go down the tank? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You told me a once a wonderful story um, about uh, a day apples. that you were, yes, speaking of apples, <laughs> yes, yes. Would you mind telling that story? Yes, many, many, many years ago I was um, a little down and out and fortunate enough to have uh, latched onto a job. And I was uh, working out towards the panhandle of the park on a on a home and I realized it was going to be a while before I got paid. I had to get to a certain point in the job, and <clears throat> I was counting my resources, and I think I had a dollar thirty-four or something like that. So I decided that a good way to spend that would be to go to the Japanese tea garden and have tea and uh, almond cookies, which were affordable in those days for that amount. And so once I got there, I decided I should stop and meditate for a moment, as this might be my last meal for two days or so, and depending upon how my luck went and abundant, what abundance came my way. <laughs> And uh, as I was sitting there, I saw this um, obviously homeless man with, uh, you know, long hair, unkempt, and a green trench coat on. And he comes walking up the stairs and reaches in the garbage can and rattles around. He goes, ah, expletive, and and walks off (laughs) and kind of slammed this bag back into the uh, garbage can. And I thought, well, this gives me something to reflect upon. Things could be worse. And so, you know, it's helping me to form my intention for the for the day, the week, and, and how I'm going to keep going. And, and uh, <clears throat> just as I was kind of formulating these thoughts and getting ready to go down for my tea, uh, another man comes up the stairs, and, and obviously in the same kind of socioeconomic position, and darn if it doesn't look like he's wearing almost the same green trench coat. Am <laughs> 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 I might being scooped here or something? And this guy reaches into the garbage can, pulls out a beautiful red apple, and goes, oh, thank you, Lord, like that, and munches it and walks off. And I thought, wow, what a what a wonderful lesson in terms of how we perceive the world. You know, what mm-hmm. what we're expecting when we set our intention. And uh, even if we're digging in the garbage can, you know, one one person's intention and manifestation was very different. It was the same garbage can. I had to go over and look in it. <laughs> what is in there? <laughs> How did the first guy miss this, you know? Right. And why did the second guy find it? And so it was. Um, it went well with uh, tea and almond cookies in the, in the tea garden. And it really helped me get through that week. And, That's yeah. a terrific story. That just about says it all as far as uh, um, how intentions operate. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Is there a difference between dream work and intuition? The relationship is closer than you think. These are mutually supportive concepts. When you dream, your intuition serves as a foreshadow of the future and can bring rapid results through dream analysis. Tune in to The Partnership of Intuition and Dreams with your host, Dr. Marcia Emery. Explore this unique relationship and learn to understand how the symbolism of dreams can be clarified. Listen every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy therapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her 
her website, www.suzypeltier.com. Email her at info at or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. Well, welcome back. I'm here with Lord Salmon. We're talking about intention and uh, how we work it in with the wheel of the year. As I said earlier, we go from the midwinter solstice by setting an intention, which is a sliver of light that's returned. Then by February 2nd, we celebrate in bulk, which in which we set commitments, rather like no, Roman numerals on an outline. And then by Ostara by spring equinox we put in the ABCs the actual steps so if you committed to if good health was part of your intention then you might put good health as one of your Roman numeral commitments and then maybe see a dentist would be the AB the A of that um, uh, segment and walk more the B, <laughs> more stairs to see. Right, right. Sure. Um, then Beltane, we fertilize everything with love because it, for us to be fertile and actually bear fruit in our lives, we have to come from love in order to do it. And that, that co- coincides with the great blossoming in nature. So this mm-hmm. is very much an earth-based spirituality. Um, us making sense of making some verbal and um, spiritual sense of, of what we experience right. in our everyday life. And then when at the sun's highest point, when maximum light, we have a chance to kind of view the spiritual connect the dots. And But it's also about accountability. So looking back at that outline you created and looking at what you have taken action on and what still needs to be acted upon. Then from there, we go to first harvest, which is opposite of the first planting, which is in bulk. That's uh, so Lamas is your first harvest. Your full harvest, autumn equinox, is opposite your full planting at Ostara. And then we celebrate uh, Samhain. But generally, and I'll get back to what Samhain is in a moment, generally, our tradition, we add a dark moon ritual for dedicated strictly for the ancestors so we do an ancestor ride at the dark of the moon in october and then we celebrate halloween which the celts called Samhain, and and spelled s-a-m-h-a-i-n but pronounced like s-o-w-e-n and that closes the celtic year that is our metaphoric death and begins our journey into the underworld to be reborn at Yule. So that, so by working the wheel year after year, we explore themes that are related to life, intention, commitment, responsibility, um, reclaiming our own divinity are all part and parcel of this manifestation so by Samhain is the last harvest you can see ah I actually did manifest thus and so this this year it's actually come to pass and perhaps in some really magical mystical ways not necessarily shaping up exactly how you had envisioned it <laughs> control folly <laughs> you're right <laughs> joke's on you yeah <laughs> Um, but that's how the system works in general, so in a way that you can use it as a self-coaching tool. And my next show will be a, a seeker's chat, 
And by then, I will have up on the uh, Spiritual Seekers Radio Facebook page a um, downloadable graphic that will give you um, the goals. I call it a goaltending wheel, but it gives you the gist of what I just ran through. So that'll be up certainly in time for my next show next week at 2 o'clock. So it briefly came up on my screen, so forgive me, I don't know who sent the question, but somebody asked how we got into this idea of Taoist Wicca. So um, briefly, I would say that I was a healer looking at ritual as a fresh healing tool. But the only person talking about it were the witches. The shamans were pretty mum on the subject. So, um, And then when I took out the books, the books didn't agree. But being a massage therapist, hypnotherapist, having people come through my practice with various issues, that they had no personal contact with Wicca whatsoever, but their issues were eerily right on target with either the Sabbath that was just coming up or the Sabbath that had just passed. And so I realized that the seasons are kind of hardwired into our psyches to do certain emotional kinds of work at certain times of the year. And if we take advantage of that, we can actually use that momentum to propel us forward. Otherwise, we fight it or we think we're going nuts or or something. And... Really, it's our whole body trying to get us in line with the seasonal energies. So this is true. It's a it's a very ancient movement, and I think that's um, that's how I came to the circle was you mm-hmm. know finding people who who also celebrated the summer solstice and said, ah, yes, <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is the longest day. I feel this this way. Yeah, are my crops gonna? Um, you know, am I laying down my crops so that they're going to cover my family and, and maybe enough left for the community and and uh, the family being very extended. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's there's this uh, pulse that goes with the the year and the the ebb and flow of of life, and it's in each year is a microcosm of of a whole life, mm-hmm. which is a microcosm of greater things and you know macrocosms of smaller things. And mm-hmm. So. So it's wonderful to, to work with people who appreciate the natural rhythms and, and you know, of course, the, uh, the rituals and the awareness and the intention and the honoring all, all spring forth out of this. And so, and I think one of, the, one of the things I appreciate, too, about the system that you've put together is that you um, show how it ties to the different chakras in the body. Mm-hmm. And, and you talk a little bit about which chakras are most affected at different times of the year. And which ones, you know, kick in and, and blossom are most active at certain points during the year. So it helps us understand a little bit what we're going through emotionally, physically, and spiritually and psychically during those periods of time. And it's nice to uh, to have a way to say, ah, yes, and this is to be expected. And, and uh, it frees us up in a, in a sense to appreciate the moment more for what it is. And, well, at least at least you don't feel like you're the one going nuts here. Is I get a lot of people who come in and they think they're neurotic, and the only thing is they're sensitive to energy. Yes. And dare I say, possibly witches, but um, <laughs> certainly sensitive to energy. And when well, you are sensitive, that'll get you labeled a neurotic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can't swim around in a polluted pool and not feel sick. Yeah. And so. Part of one of Wicca's most important tenets is this awareness that we have to lend a hand, both ecologically and spiritually and emotionally, to the the well-being of the community. Um, Our ancestors survived communally. You know, they they took everybody who was able-bodied took part in the hunt, and uh, if they couldn't do that, they could gather. And your people who might have been physically incapacitated, they developed shamanic skills, um, extra sight and the ability to commune with nature in, in psychic ways. So everybody had a value. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, when we look at why something like Wicca is helpful uh, now, 
is that we're not giving a message to people that they are inherently valuable. We're saying, here's what you can do to be valuable. You fit in this little niche. But we aren't saying you're inherently valuable. Let's find your talent. Let's find the way you can make a contribution. We wouldn't be building as many prisons if we didn't have the assumption that people were discardable. We would, true. we would be busy building schools, finding the talents <laughs> in children and cultivating them. Absolutely. So there's a social awareness that comes with Wicca that um, is prominent. That's why Starhawk, one of the foremost witches of our time, is so active in permaculture. This idea of being able to recycle and use what we live on, what we can grow and create instead of constantly doing more and more pollution. So the Rick is a value system as well as a a spiritual outlook and a coaching practice. So it's got all of these things. It's a it's a cultural societal model as as well. I mean, it it comes from. Uh, from us living together as a community for, you know, millions of years. Right. So it's um, now now that we have knowledge of all the different indigenous people around the world and the different groups. I mean, we're all indigenous from some place. <laughs> you could be big mixes like I am, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, as we become more aware of that, we we say you know, Wicca is a patchwork type mm-hmm. thing. But it's just there, there's so many ways to approach the truth. Right. Or to approach, you know, the the meaning, the, the true meaning in, in life and the heart of life, but it's still it's all the same heart. And so while things may differ slightly, or the the words, or the the rituals, or the approach, um, it's still at, at heart it's all the same thing. And it, it's it, like cuisine, mm-hmm. you know, nutritious. The bottom line is we eat food because it's nutritious, but cuisine makes it an art form within a culture. That has its own tastes and flavors and and place settings and utensils and or fingers and different ways of approaching that meal that that let you know you aren't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so. To go back to to Lisa's question, I don't think we quite finished answering that, and uh, and I thought um, uh, once once you'd mentioned that, I kind of went back and looked over some of my old intentions from Yule and and some of the seeds from Mimbalk, and I find that you know there are some things that uh, that I'm still intentioning four years later that you know that have or five years later even that have. Uh, that have moved, and overall, it's, it's a little bit like the stock market. You know, it can be up and down, but uh, or or whatever. But general general progress. Um, I don't think I don't think the setting of tension is necessarily like 100% guarantees that something's going to happen. But but something is going to happen, and, and if we have the intention set, it generally pulls the outcome more to you know definitely towards what we want. And, and if we're really good at setting our intention, it, it can be magical, the, what it produces, the outcome that it produces. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. so sometimes the plants don't come up. Don't be disappointed. Just plant again. Yes. <laughs> year after year, some, some intentions take a while to manifest. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because we're getting ready to accept that manifestation as they say, no conscious effort ever goes to waste. So that, that work that we put into it is is still there and still working. So it's, it's coming back to us. So it looks like there's another break. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to Lady Redhawk and Lord Salmon on Spiritually Speaking, in modern ancient wisdom for modern needs. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. 
Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Are you experiencing imbalance and disharmony in your life? Do you feel like you're laboring under the burden of emotional trauma, failing relationships, or unresolved grief? Learn ways to turn your life around. Set yourself on the path of transformation with host Anjali Chug. Our topics of discussion will show you the way to feel happy and liberated. Start by tuning in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, for Path of Transformation on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. You are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. So, hi, I'm Susie Peltier, also known as Lady Red Hawk. I'm here with uh, Lord Salmon. And we're talking about the power of intention. I wanted to suggest that you could think of an intention as setting up a partnership with the universe. That um, we can't sit back and expect the path to just open. As a matter of fact, sometimes when it comes to making it to a ritual you've committed to or something or or a class that's um, going to move you forward in your life oftentimes that's the day when it seems like all hell breaks loose and there are a million and one obstacles presented and really I have found that the universe is waiting for you to say move them out of the way I am committed to going there and doing this and that's when it says, okay, and it backs, backs off and starts to part the ways. But it's giving you a lot of very valid reasons for backing out of that forward movement if indeed you're not ready to take the next step. So next time you're presented with that and you see a lot of obstacles, don't necessarily assume that means you shouldn't be committed to doing it or that the universe is saying not now. It might be waiting for you to step up to the plate with a real sign that like, you shall not pass, you know, the, the wizard and uh, the Lord of the Rings did. <laughs> it, it needs that full command, that full divinity of yourself to say, no, I want you to move. I'm doing this. And then the waves seem seem to part, and nine times out of ten people say, that was the most important ritual or the best class I've ever attended. I really needed that. And so, so often, the universe is just waiting for you to get committed. Yes, and, and for us to be aware of, of the manifestations. A lot of times we... We step over them or walk around them and say, oh, that's one more thing in my way when it's actually exactly what we've been looking for. And we just, we, we fail to uh, snare the glance. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's important to be aware, too, to live our lives 
fully and, and with awareness and yeah. that, that this is manifesting as, as we speak and, and it's there for the taking if we're aware. Well, and it's a, it's a listening universe. Subatomic particles, the quarks, seem to behave per the intention of the observer. Quantum physics is backing us up on this very metaphysical point that this is a listening and aware universe that's actually trying to answer. Right, and everything is connected. It backs backs up the fact that everything is connected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you split a molecule and they're billions of light years away and you turn one, the other one will turn in response instantly. So there's a... um, you know, you could say that uh, that intention is faster than the speed of light. <laughs> so there is something faster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Lord Salmon, for coming. And um, it's just always fun to talk with you. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed it. And tune in next week for a Seekers Chat with my friend Michael, who's a spiritual seeker with no current spiritual affiliation. So this is a great opportunity for you to get your questions answered about what Wicca is and isn't. Also, many other questions, uh, basic questions. So you can email them to Susie Peltier, info at susiepeltier.com, or phone in during the show. You can also like me on Facebook at Spiritual Seekers Radio and the Taoist Wicca Facebook page, or follow me on Twitter, that's Spiritual Seek Radio. And um, thanks to all of you listening out there. I really appreciate the time you took, and I hope you'll Twitter your friends and let them know that the show is happening Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I am Lady Redhawk reminding you that the magic is in you. Merry meet, merry part, and And merry merry meet meet again. again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Namaste. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs. Please join Susie Peltier again next Monday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a wonderful week.